Welcome to the RedX Real Estate Podcast. Here, you'll discover how to create stability and opportunity for your business with tips, tricks, habits, and hacks from top performing agents. If you'd like to receive notifications for new episodes, be sure to subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever else you like to listen. And for even more updates on eBooks, webinar trainings, and other useful real estate content, head over to theredx.com slash blog and click on any blog post to sign up for our free weekly newsletter. Thanks for listening. Now sit back and enjoy the episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Red X podcast. My name is Haley Johnson. I'm your host today. Um, I am so happy to be with you. It has been a couple weeks since I've been on here, so um, I'm excited. Today, we have a wonderful show prepared. We have um, Nicole Espinosa, or the short sale queen, right, um, with us today. And um, I think we've had you on before, Nicole. So we um, we've seen you. I'm sure a lot of our audience has seen you um, too. So we're happy to have you back. Um, but uh, before we get started, I just want to tell the audience, if you're coming in to chat in, um, tell me where you're from. Tell me where you're, you're watching from, where you're, what market you're in. Um, and, and we'll get this thing started. Just so you know, throughout the, the show, the, the perks of showing up live is to be able to ask your questions live. So if you ever have any questions for Nicole throughout this podcast, please, wherever you're watching, whether it's on Facebook, our website, YouTube, things like that, just chime in your questions and we'll be sure to get to those. Um, okay, well, I think that's it for that. So Nicole, welcome. Thank you for having me, I'm excited to be back. Yes, uh, I'm so excited to see you back. So why don't we get started? Um, I know it's been a while since you've been on the podcast. So for those that don't know who you are or what you do, could you just give us a brief rundown? Yeah, absolutely. So Nicole Spinoza, my company is the Short Sale Queen, uh, specialized in short sales, if the name didn't give that away. <laughs> um, we are nationwide, so we're currently in 13 markets. Uh, we manage over 100 listings a month. So we deal with a lot of human beings and we do it at a high volume. Um, and we also spend a lot of time educating uh, real estate agents and uh, real estate investors in the community, teaching them um, our niche and, and trying to yeah. put information out there as possible. Beautiful. Awesome. So how did you get started in this niche? Um, did you start as just like a, a regular agent doing um, like regular lead types, things like that? Like talk to me how you got into short sales. Yeah, absolutely. So my background actually started in the industry uh, working with lenders. So I worked in REO, which is real estate owned foreclosures um, at its prime 2008, 2009. So that's all we were doing. Um, it was the worst job I ever had. Um, <laughs> we were evicting homeowners and it was just absolute chaos. And the ironic thing was that when I did get my license, because I was just working uh, directly with the broker and just managing the listings and working with the asset managers. So I wasn't licensed. I didn't need to be. And then once I got licensed, I was like, I am not working you know, for the banks anymore. I'm going to do traditional real estate. And it, it's definitely, which of course I ended up going into working uh, with the banks, not for them, huge difference. Yeah. <laughs> so um, my first listing was a short sale. Um, and when I got the listing, just as any like hungry agent, I was just trying to make it work. <laughs> um, right. I was excited. It was like three weeks of me being licensed. And I was like, I got my first listing. Um, I'm going to figure out how to close this. Um, everyone in the office, including my broker at the time, it was 2011. They were like, 
just let it go. You know, you're not going to be able to sell it. Don't waste your time. And for me, I was like, uh, no, I'm going to figure this out. And so I called the bank and I was on the phone for like an hour and a half and I was trying to get them. I was just asking a million questions. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's honestly how it started. Um, and I realized that there was just such a lack of education in this niche specifically, um, even at a national level, um, when it comes to short sales. And so I developed my process um, over the last decade. And then now I give back to the real estate community and I teach it as well. Wow, that's cool. Okay, so um, because of your previous experience, it kind of led you into your niche in, in real estate, right? So um That's great. You kind of are already a little bit educated on the other side a little bit. Right. Um, So that's cool. Okay. Uh, so let's, let's keep talking about that because, um, a lot of people that watch this podcast are, are newer agents. Right. Um, and, and they're getting started with lead types like expireds or for sale by owners or things like that. And I know, um, we offer a pre foreclosure product and, um, a lot of people get the pre foreclosure product and are like, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do with these lead types because they're definitely different from expireds, right? Um, Expireds are definitely more motivated homeowners. It's, it's, it's a completely different ball game. I think you would agree. Um, So, so talk to me a little bit about that, about uh, somebody that wants to get into this niche, why that would be a benefit, why they should maybe look into this. Um, And yeah, let's, let's go with that. Yeah, absolutely. So um, you're you hit the nail on the head. Pre foreclosures, people that are behind on the mortgage, completely different client. Right. Um, they're motivated for a different reason. Right. They're not motivated because they want to sell. They're motivated because they have to sell. Huge. Right. Um, so in those situations, you're not going to be able to build rapport the same way you would if you were calling an expired. If you're calling expired, you're trying to qualify yourself on why you can sell the house. When you're calling someone in, in pre-foreclosure or foreclosure, you are trying to be a solution to their problem because they can right. care less that you've sold 100 homes. They want to figure out how can you fix their problem, they're losing their home, and how can you be a resource for them? And so if you are a new agent, um, I always and the advice I always give to new agents is figure out what you're passionate about, what you like doing, and go all in on and specialize. Mm-hmm. Um, because a lot of agents just kind of sign up for everything and they're generalists, but they're not specialists. And so they kind of get lost in the crowd and they wonder why they feel like they're all over the place um, because they really have no sense of direction and there's really nothing about them that sticks out, you know, among other agents, right? Because they're just yeah. their hand in everything. Mm-hmm. Um, now, as far as this being a niche, there's going to be so much opportunity. So if this is something that interests you as an agent, or if this is something that you're like, I, you know, like creating solutions, I like being that, you know, forward thinker and solution oriented, then this might be, you know, a good niche for you. Um, and you definitely, you know, when you're starting out, you know, calling pre foreclosures, especially through Reddix, um, you know, calling the auction list, that's a great start, but in order, for, it's not just enough to call, right? Like you have to know what to say. So yeah, best advice I can give someone starting out is just understand that the objections are going to be the options that these homeowners are facing. So most of the time, the objections are going to be, hey, I want to stay in my home. Um, I'm confused. I'm overwhelmed. So understanding how to talk to them is going to be your best asset and understanding the different 
options they have to avoid foreclosure. Because if you get that, then you're going to be able to talk them through, you know, and really make them realize why selling the house is the best option so they don't lose the house. Yeah. I, I like what you say. It's, it's kind of like a, a jack of all trades, but master at nothing. Right. Yeah. Um, so if you try to put all of your eggs in so many different baskets, then um, you're not good at you're not a master of any of those things. So um, I like that. So so you like uh, this niche or you start in this niche because you like creating those solutions for people or finding solutions like for that. distressed homes. Yeah. Or, yeah. The challenge. Um, yeah. When I well, first of all, like you had said earlier, you know, my background was I already kind of understood how the banks worked and operated, right? Because I had right. already worked with them. So, you know, I understood how it worked, kind of how to get through them and how they're set up. Um, and then it really, I think the, the biggest thing for me and the reason why I went all in on this was because no one had figured it out. And everyone kept telling me like, hey, this is not like, don't even waste your time. And so I was like, there's got to be a way to do this. And then once I started figuring it out, I realized like, this is something that no one understands. Mm -hmm. And then that kind of led to the education side of it. And that was something that also fueled like my passion. And then my passion project became like teaching classes and really establishing my reputation as a short sale queen. And then it led to the book that we wrote and, you know, yeah. it's domino effect. <laughs> Well, that's really cool. Like a passion to, to share, um, about all of this and, and, and share your education and all this stuff. That's, that's amazing. I, I kind of want to know, um, like we talked about how, how this lead type or, or this niche is so different from others where, and you talk about all this information that an agent needs to know in order to have these, these conversations with these, um, distressed homeowners and, and things like that, where, how do you like, where do you start with everything? Cause I feel like <laughs> there's, there's so many things that, um, to learn in this niche and, and figure out like where, where can an agent start to learn about all of this? So we have a ton of resources for agents um, yeah. on my YouTube channel, the short sell queen. You guys just look up the short sell queen. You'll see, we have weekly videos, um, that we put out specifically for real estate agents, um, on our Perfect. website. Um, the ssqueen.com that's on the on the screen we have a course um, our manual um, is like three 340 pages and we include pretty much everything we learned in the last 10 years including like our short sale packet like everything that um, case studies like a full picture things that can go wrong how to talk to the sellers how to get them on board overcoming objections I mean I could go on and on yeah. Okay. Great. Only starting there. Um, I would start with YouTube first, right? Cause that's free kind of get like yeah. the basics and then head to the website and then see, you know, and the manual is absolutely worth it. We, we even include like the bank phone numbers and emails. So even that list alone is worth the book <laughs> that took forever, <laughs> forever to come up with. That's awesome. Cool. All the basics, all the things that you need to learn, um, especially in the beginning. Cause I think, especially when somebody gets into something that they don't know anything about or, um, it, it's nice to just have those, those guides as, as to where to start, how, how to maximize on it, objections you're going to get. Um, because I think just going in cold Turkey, like blind, that, that could be, um, a little hard, especially with pre foreclosures. I think. Oh um, yeah. I learned the hard way. I got hung up on a lot, <laughs> you know, had a lot of, um, homes foreclose or, or fail because I didn't know how to figure it out. So I get yeah. it. And this is like important stuff. It's people's homes Absolutely. that they're losing. And Absolutely. if you don't know what you're talking about, then 
yeah, that's, that's, that's a disaster. Um, okay. So we actually have a question. Jeremy asked in the, in the chat, he said, um, when calling foreclosures, how do I break through, uh, sorry, break. Okay. <laughs> there was a thinking. Thing. I'm a okay. When I'm calling foreclosures, how do I break through with them thinking that I'm a scam? Like a lot of services contacting them. Yeah. So Jeremy, the best advice I can give you is keep it super casual. Um, take your salesperson hat off. Um, you're not trying to push any agenda like selling the house or being I, honestly, when I was cold calling, I didn't even say I was a realtor. Like, mm -hmm. of course, I ended up telling them that. But in the beginning, yeah. it was very casual. And it was just like, hey, tell me what's going on so I can see how I can help. I have other clients that are going through the same situation. Um, you know, tell me, you know, I can kind of walk you through the options and breaking through a building rapport, having them, you know, put the walls down mm -hmm. is when they first of all, hear that you know what you're talking about, right? Yeah. So they feel that piece of like, okay. And also just explaining all of their options, like really becoming a resource for that homeowner so that they feel like you're not trying to sell them on something. And that's how you're going to be different from anyone else because, you know, everyone everyone that calls them has an agenda, right? Everyone that calls them, it only explains their option. So an investor is only going to, is only going to tell them, Hey, I've got a cash offer that I can buy your house. Yeah. An attorney is like, just file bankruptcy. You know, the bank is like, Hey, do a loan modification. No worries. So no one really explains like the good and the bad and the repercussions of all of those decisions. And when you're explaining like, Hey, absolutely. So tell me your situation. Okay. You don't have income. All right. You're not going to qualify for a loan modification. So don't even apply because you have to prove that you can afford the home. Bankruptcy is not your best option because of this, like yeah. you're walking them through it so that they understand. And next thing you know, they're like, Hey, let's, let's move forward. Yeah. And I can imagine uh, being a homeowner in this, in this situation um, and having somebody call you that's being genuine, right. And, yeah. and wanting to explain your options and tell you coming from a place of, of education and, and genuine care for the person. Um, I think you can tell when, when somebody's Absolutely. trying to scam you versus when someone's actually just trying to help you. Right. Um, yeah. So, so I think that's, that's an interesting opportunity, I think, with short sales and and this niche is is you really do get to help somebody in a bad situation because they are they're probably getting inundated with calls with scammers with with people that just want their money or people just want like like you know bad bad people. I've that, houses and I've yeah. seen like like literally stacks this big of of mail like mailing letters saying hey call me work with me whatever not to mention like the hundreds of calls that they get so absolutely right. wow yeah um so and i'm curious so uh, given the market that we're in right now um with low inventory crazy low inventory and 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 things that are going on just in the market um nationwide right because everyone's kind of experiencing the same thing right now um, how, how are short sales being affected if they are? Yeah. So there's low inventory. So what a lot of agents don't understand is because is that there's low inventory because there's been so many protections. Okay. When you yeah. pump the economy with stimulus money and you <laughs> find that with people not having to pay their mortgage and being covered under forbearance, they don't want to move. Right. right? 
COVID happened, the pandemic happened, there's so much uncertainty, so they don't want to move. And so that's why there's been a shortage of inventory. And that's why we've seen, you know, this crazy seller's market that we've never seen in, you know, in decades in this, in this industry. But what's happening is that you still have behind the scenes of what's not public of people like we have double the amount of people that are applying for assistance that are currently under review and that doesn't become public until they're either in foreclosure or until you know they actually list the house and have to sell it and so that's what's happening right now right now they may not be selling yet but they're looking for assistance i mean we have our short sales right now are literally like taking twice as long. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, we're pushing them through, but because the banks are so overloaded with applications. So if you put that into perspective of how many people are, are requesting help, you just see six months, a year down the road, how much opportunity there's going to be of people that are going to need to sell. Yeah. Um, interesting. And also we were talking a little bit pre-show about the eviction ban, right? Yeah. That that came out yesterday or, or a couple days ago. Um, that our people aren't going to have renters anymore, especially if they're not paying their rent, um, which makes it difficult to pay a mortgage or something like that. So, so talk to me a little bit about that and how that will affect the market. Yeah. So yes, just yesterday. So it definitely is like relevant. Yes. <laughs> um, the federal judge overturned the national eviction ban, and so basically, you know, since this happened last year, you have on a local and national level of people all over the country that have been disputing this, you know, landlords that have been disputing this and have been going to bat for their rights as homeowners. Yeah. So, I mean, and if you think about this, it's, it's unconstitutional to say that I own my property, but I don't have the right to evict someone that's not paying me for my property and that I can't get them out. Right. And that's what they were disputing. And of course, on a national level, you know, they were, um, doing that to not have a bunch of people get evicted that are not paying because they were giving stimulus money. But at the same time, you can't, you know, do that to local independent owners. So they finally did that. So we're going to start seeing a lot of people that are going to need to relocate. Now, as far as you know, the, the real estate agents and how this affects you. Um, of course, you'll have a bunch of people that will need rentals. But besides that, you have a lot of landlords right now that are fed up that for the last year have not been paid. So especially, you know, landlords that are like W2 employees that use this, that they're not like full-time investors and that they just use this kind of for their retirement. They can't afford to, you know, keep afloat paying all of the rentals plus their mortgage, right? Right. So they need to sell. And we have a lot of landlords that were offsetting their properties and, you know, selling those properties for them because they're just done. So there's definitely going to be, you know, a lot of opportunity there of people that are going to need to sell, especially after they get the uh, tenants out of the house. Yeah, I think I saw some statistic of like one in five, one out of every five renters can't pay their their rent, um, mm -hmm. which is crazy number, right? Like, um, and, and the pandemic, it's been over a year now, and I can't believe it's it's been going on for this long, but um, wow, th there's just so much that's going to be happening. Like, I feel like in the next six months, whatever, for agents to really maximize on the opportunity that that's coming, I think. Um, no. Would you agree? Guys, because I know it's been tough. Yes. <laughs> to be an agent right now, but if you hang in there and you start being creative with your prospecting and targeting specific people like the landlords and, you know, people like that, I mean, you, you'll be fine. Yeah. 
Um, awesome. So I, I do want to get into some of the questions. We, we sent out a survey for um, to, to our subscribers of the podcast. So if, if you're not on that subscriber list, uh, go to theredix.com forward slash podcast and you can sign up and get these surveys. But um, let's, let's go into some of these because uh, Joanne asked, what script can we use when talking to pre-foreclosures? Um, uh, because you want to be sensitive to their situation and and help them at the same time, right? And there were there are a few questions just like this. So I kind of want to go into that of of wanting to be sensitive, um, but also wanting to help them. We talked a little bit about it, but let's talk about like a script, like the conversation, what that looks like. So um, I I don't have I've never used a script. I think scripts are a great guide um, to give you kind of like the bullet points of what you need to be saying, yeah. but you are if you're forgetting that you need to be like navigating or kind of pivoting with the conversation you're going to sound like a robot like yeah. you just need to know the basics and you know because there's a lot of agents that even in my class that will like say word for word and i'm like no that's not what a script is a script is to help <laughs> you um just understand what what you need to be conveying to the client or to the right. potential client so um, as far as what you need to be saying to pre-foreclosures, um, like I said earlier, keep it super casual. Um, you want to be sensitive to the situation. Um, I recommend not not starting with, honestly, the less you talk, the better. Mm. <laughs> and that's something that I feel like is super important to say because as agents, I see them constantly like, Hi, like for example, I'm an agent. Hi, I'm Nicole Spinoza. I'm with the Short Sale Queen, and this is what I specialize in. And I want to help you, and blah blah blah. And then the, the seller's like, I don't care. Like, who are you? You know what I mean? And so that's what agents do because they somehow feel like they need to qualify themselves in order to build rapport. And it's the exact opposite. You're turning that person off because you're talking about you, and all they're thinking is, okay, good for you. I have no idea who you are, and I could care less, right? <laughs> The only thing that homeowner cares about is this is my problem. My problem is a huge problem. That's all I can think about. And unless you're going to say things that become solutions to my problem, I'm hanging up on you. Yeah. <laughs> right. And so really letting them talk, getting down to the heart of what's going on. You can usually take everything that they're saying and you'll be able to use that information to keep the conversation going. So for example, if you have a homeowner that's like, well, I lost my job and I can't pay and, and I'm just, I, I have no idea where to go or whatever. Okay. So if I know he lost his job, I know that really the only thing to do at this point is to sell. He's going to want to keep his home. He's tr desperately trying to, but I have to walk him through why that's not an option. If he has no income, he can't afford to make the payment. So we have to think long-term. So I have to walk him through that, but I wouldn't know that if I, if I kept talking, right? So as mm. far as scripts, I would focus more on the questions to ask, nevertheless, just having a whole script of kind of yeah. trying to talk to them. Yeah, I think we, we a few people have, have talked about scripts lately on the podcast because a lot of people, um, agents that come onto these podcasts and, and ask their questions are all about what do I say, what script can I follow, things like that, which which is good. They're, they're wanting to figure out how to talk to these people. Yeah. Um, but it kind of goes back to what we were talking about a little bit earlier, too, of like wanting to sound genuine and really interested and knowledgeable about the situation. And you can't really do that, one, if, if you do sound robotic, but also if, if you're the one talking the whole time and you're worried about what you're going to say and things like that. Um, so would you be interested? Could we do a little role play, do you think? 
Let's do it. Okay. Um, then I'll, I guess, I guess you'll find out my situation. Let's do it. <laughs> okay. Talk about being put on the spot, right? Um, let's go. Um, so ring, ring, ring. Hello. Hi, is this Haley? This is she. Hey, Haley. Um, I have a question. So on your house on 123 Main, um, I saw that it's currently in foreclosure. Did you take care of your situation? Um, I'm trying to figure that out right now, actually. Okay. Tell me what's going on. Um, can I ask who's calling? Who it? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm, I'm actually, my name is Nicole Spinoza. I'm calling because I have a client that I just helped in the same situation. So I just wanted to make sure that you have it taken care of because she almost lost her house. So oh. a lot of times it's just because they're, the homeowner is not really aware of the options they have. So I was just calling to make sure you had it taken care of. Oh yeah. Um, well, it's, it's funny cause I am, I, I'm trying to figure it out. I just lost my job a few, a few months ago. My, my husband works, um, but it's not enough to, to really keep us afloat right now. So I, I'm just trying to find a job really quickly to, to help us keep the house. Um, try to try to find some more income somewhere, but, um, uh, given our situation, yeah, it's, it's been a little difficult. Yeah, no, I totally understand. Um, have you talked, had any conversations with your lender yet? Um, not really. No. Um, I, I, they've called a few times, but it just yeah. hasn't worked out. Yeah, well, uh, uh, what the lender can do in this situation um, is if you are not making enough income and you can't afford to move forward, um, the lender does have an option where you can sell the home, um, even though you can't afford to keep the house. And we that's what we do. We actually help homeowners in your situation. The biggest thing you want to look out for is the foreclosure date. Have you gotten any notices from your bank about being in foreclosure? Oh, yeah. Um yeah, we have my my husband's been looking at that more so than me, but um, yeah. I think it's it's coming up. Yeah, I, I'm looking here online, and it looks like it's actually in the next three weeks. And so, wow. yeah, so we definitely want to do something soon. Um, yeah. I worked with your lender before, so you know it's a good chance that we can get it stopped. But we have to be proactive, right? So right. right now we have a chance to do something, but if we wait until the last minute, you know, you you unfortunately could lose the house. So are, are, is it you and your husband on the mortgage or? It is. That? Yes. Okay. All right. So let's set up a call with the three of us. So that way we can all walk through it together. And then I can actually schedule an appointment to meet with you so that we can get the process started. Okay. What, what does that include? Just, just trying to get my house sold. I don't really have time to try to keep it. Yeah. Um, no, unfortunately, um, the only other option in this situation is a loan modification where you can apply for assistance to keep the house. But in this situation, you would have to prove that you owe at least three times or that you make at least three times the amount of the mortgage. And because your your hardship, you have to have a financial hardship to get approved for assistance, right? Even if you're right. just applying for a loan modification or a short sale. So in your situation, because your hardship is loss of income, you're not going to qualify. And you only because you're so close to the foreclosure date, you only get one shot to try and get the foreclosure stopped. So what I'd like to do is since your husband's on the mortgage as well, and that way we can all be on the same page, you guys can ask any questions, is I'd like to you know get on a call with the three of you guys or with the two of you tonight, and then we'll schedule in person and go over your entire financial situation in person. Okay, that sounds great. Okay, awesome.
and it's at the appointment. <laughs> yeah. I, okay. So I want to point a couple things that I noticed. So um, I've never been in proof of closure, so I don't even know if that was super realistic of me to say things yeah, like that. But it's actually a harder, it's a little bit harder. You know, you could have given me a little bit hard time, but uh, <laughs> it, usually when I role play with my mentees, what I do is I have them cold call, and then whatever objections they get, I have them write it down, and then they give it right to me. How you know when they get hung up on. <laughs> So they regurgitate because they're like, you know, if they're, if the seller is really rude. Yes. So it's, it's really funny. But yeah, <laughs> generally in the very beginning, when you're calling someone like this, they're like, what? Um, I don't know. I, I'm already working with someone. Like what, mm. in the very beginning, that's probably what you'll get the most is like, I'm already working with someone I've gotten taken care of. And then I'm like, oh, awesome. So um, what are they doing for you? And then so I just like they could literally tell me to like go to hell and I'll be like, you sound so frustrated. I get it. So um, you know what I mean? I just keep yeah. forward and because they're always going to do whatever it takes. Cause they're like, I don't know who you are, but they don't know that I'm going to be the best thing that's ever happened to them. They, they, I just have to show them that. Right. Yeah. Show them my value. So. Hmm. Well, and, and just in that role play, I, I like listening to you and, and it seemed like comforting, like, Oh, okay. There, there's a way out of this and, and you're yeah. going to help me. Like it was very, um, I feel like you asked the right questions. I felt like you know, like it was a good conversation, even though, and you were very sensitive to the hardship that I was facing. Right. Um, and so I think that answered a lot of the questions people asked of like, how do I sound sensitive in this situation? But also, but it's very, it, it seems um, easy. I, I know you've been doing it for a while, so obviously, you, you know, but um, you, you do sound very sensitive while also it just makes sense. Like, let me, let me walk you through the process of what, what we can if do. If you noticed, you. it was not pushy. I was just like, this is what yeah. it is. Like, yeah. and, and if you gave me more objections, which is probably most realistic of like, you know, well, I don't want to talk to you about this or whatever. Mm -hmm. then I would just have to keep pivoting and, you know, working around it. So, yeah. Awesome. So um, a couple questions are coming in. So let me see. Uh, Grace asked, what marketing material and tools are you using um, to reach distressed homeowners during this time before the moratorium is lifted? So we have um, mailers that we've been sending out basically saying, you know, um, before um, we kind of talk about, we like took a clipping of like the um, foreclosures um, being extended until June 30th saying, Hey, you do have options um, before it goes into foreclosure. So we, we have things like that that we've sent out. We're doing like Facebook ads, um, you know, to, to reach homeowners directly, but we're hundred percent referral. So hundred percent of our business comes from agents all over the country and uh, investors. But as far as any type of marketing, we just started the campaigns because we're trying to be proactive, especially right now with like the 30, 60, 90 day lates, right? right. Like in certain areas, people are protected. They're not even filed for foreclosure yet. Mm -hmm. um, that was a great start to just really nurture and start the conversation because they know the time's up. Right. Nice. Okay. Another question from Patricia. She says, how does a foreclosure and or short sale affect the sellers when they go to rent and their credit background is being pulled? So a foreclosure keeps them open to liability. Okay. So they've you know, forfeited the house or they lost the house. And at least for the next seven to 10 years from whenever they filed, um, it's going to show foreclosure on the record and they're going to be liable for that deficiency, which is the difference between how much they owe and what they actually sold it for. Um, so it's going to show up that way on their credit. Uh, a short sale is going to settle the debt. 
Okay. So a short sell is settling the debt. They're walking away free and clear. They're not liable for any difference. It doesn't matter what the difference is. And we get that in writing. Um, and they, you can show, especially with like landlords, um, we've helped clients get in generally just with like a double deposit, um, you know, things like that. Um, it's not, it's not an issue to get um, it, the house rented. Now I say that, but a lot of times when someone's behind on one thing, they're behind on everything else. So, right. so they're not going to be able to get a rental. A lot of times it has nothing to do with the short sale. It has something to do with them being in default on everything. So, yeah. Great. Okay. So another question from Bill, he says the DFW housing market is very hot with many homeowners receiving multiple offers. Um, like many markets, do you anticipate this will have a negative or positive impact on short sales? If negative, what strategies are you comfortable sharing to overcome this and still be successful? We talked about this a little bit, but I'll let yeah. you take that. So I think I'm interpreting his question of like right now, is it negative with people um, over, um, bidding on the properties. Is that yeah. okay? Yeah. So I'm in DFW as well. Um, I'm based out of Dallas and we, it is absolutely crazy. I mean, we have seen, we've had clients that were marginally underwater, which means that there were only like 20 or 30,000 difference. And they were able to just sell it traditionally instead of doing a short sale because of this market. So that's been amazing. Wow. Um, but what we're, what's going to happen is those the insane human beings that are paying fifty to a hundred thousand over what the house is worth? Yeah. If anything <laughs> happens, okay, which is life, right? This is supposed to be an investment. I know we get all the feels because this is a home, and the realtors, you know, and I, and I, you know, I'm going to say this very carefully, but some of them are not advising their client smart financially because they're desperate to get a deal. I mean, and the reality is it's, it's not really in the best interest of a client to spend a hundred thousand dollars over asking, yeah. you know, and the difference. I mean, that's just the reality. So what we're going to see is when we start seeing more properties hit the market and eventually the market stabilize because this is not going to happen forever. Right. Mm -hmm. um, once we see more inventory, if those homeowners have to sell in the next couple years, they are going to end up being a short sale because the market is not going to inflate and stay that high. It's eventually going to balance out and then start sh um, shifting to a buyer's market when we get more inventory. Yeah. So I think that with a lot of those homeowners that are overpaying right now, if anything happens, unless they're planning on dying in the house, which we know that most people stay two to five years, right? So if something like that happens, they're going to have to sell and end up being a short sale. Wow. Okay. Um, that's, that's interesting. That's that. The, the market right now, it just can't, this, there's no way this could have been projected, right? Like a year and a half ago that yeah. it would it's be insane. this. Especially in DW, like yeah. the that we're seeing the agents were like, we've never seen this before. Yeah. It's insane. Dealing with all this stuff. Um, another question from Amanda. She says, if you come across a homeowner in a short sale or foreclosure situation, what's your cutoff time for taking them on as a client to get their property sold before it becomes lender owned? Yeah, absolutely. So um, the rule of thumb is that the lender needs, the guidelines say that they need 34 days to review a packet before an auction date. So that means 34, date, 34 days before an actual sale date. Now, there are plenty of ways that you can get it stopped before then. Um, we we stopped taking on files um, or listings two weeks before the sale date. Anything less than two weeks, it's very difficult to get the foreclosure stopped. Okay. Awesome. Perfect. Okay. If, they, if you guys have any other questions, I think I missed one. Let me see. 
Oh, um, I want to know how to market pre-foreclosures in a non-disclosure state from Tracy. Um, it would be the same way because, the, yeah. because it, 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 the sales prices and all that don't determine um, if someone's in foreclosure, you know, if someone's gonna, if someone's behind, they're losing their equity. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes, so in order to qualify for a short sale, they have to have a hardship, which if they're in foreclosure, they have a hardship, right? right? Or they're not paying and they have to be upside down. So they have to owe more than the house is worth. So either way, if you are, you know, marketing to the, to the foreclosure list, there's a good chance that they don't have equity, but if they do, then you can still sell it before the sale date. So it's a win-win. Perfect. Okay. Um, thanks, Nicole. There's a lot of questions coming in. So um, a lot of people are interested in, in this topic. So I think this is good. Um, we opened the can of worms there. I know. <laughs> um, Gary asked, where can you find if someone is in foreclosure? So you can actually get the pre-foreclosure list through Red X. So Red X, um, and I will let you talk more about that. <laughs> um, but you, you can get that data from them. Um, I actually started with Red X, um, cold calling. So um, it's always cool for me to come back. It's like full circle for me. Um, <laughs> that's how I started was cold calling um, the Vortex, uh, using Vortex, which is a system you guys use. Yes, um, exactly. We, we do all the dirty work of going through tax records, things like that. Um, so all you have to do is log into Vortex and, and your leads are there and you just start calling. Um, we have the contact information, all that stuff um, that you can find people in proof foreclosure. So beautiful. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, if anyone else has any other questions, um, we're, we're wrapping up here soon. But uh, Nicole, is there anything else that we haven't touched on um, that you think is important for the agents watching to know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that if, again, like if this is something that you guys are wanting to get into and you guys want to start cold calling, um, you know, this is a really important um, transaction for these homeowners. Uh, you know, this is something that you, if you don't know what you're doing, that they can lose their house because they're trusting you. So just make sure that you're learning. Um, and, and if you don't reach out for help, right. Um, because, you know, I know as, as agents, it can be like, Hey, I've got this. And this is one of those transactions that you don't want to mess around with. So I put out a lot of free resources, um, for you guys. So if you guys want to head to YouTube, the short sale queen, you guys have a ton of videos there to start. Yeah, I think um, obviously all of her um, YouTube stuff, everything will dive even deeper than than what we talked about today. I think there's so much information here um, that that we could we could talk about more. Of, but um, for basics, for things that you need to know, uh, things like that, be sure to go over to um, Nicole's website, YouTube channel, right? All those things. Um, to learn more about this niche. I think this is really interesting to me. So um, this has been great. Thank you so much, Nicole, for, for coming on and sharing your expertise. You have so much knowledge about this niche, which is awesome for people that have no idea about it or want to get into it. So thank you so much for spending your time with us today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Of course. And, and to everybody watching, thank you so much for tuning in. We had a lot of engagement today, a lot of questions. Um, if, if you're listening to this afterward and, and you want to show up live to ask your questions, uh, make sure to come at 1.30 Mountain Time. That's about 3.30 Eastern Time. Um, and you can ask questions live. Or, of course, you can um, submit your questions to the surveys that we send in our emails. Um, but again, thank you for watching. Make sure to subscribe to our channel and, and all the good things. Um, and we will see you guys next week. Thursday again same time.